Welcome to the Building Up Women in Property podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Bangura, and I'm thrilled to have you here with me today. This podcast is for ambitious women who work in property and construction, who want to learn how to have a career they love on their terms. Join me every week where I'll leave you excited and confident to take your next steps. Thanks for being here with me. Now let's get started. Hello, thank you for being here. Today, we are talking about how to get more done without working harder or longer hours. Now, this is a topic that is so close to my heart because having experienced burnout myself, I know that temptation to keep pushing to do more. And if I just get this one task done, everything will be easier. The truth is there are limited hours in the day and when work starts to consume more and more hours, it detracts from other areas of our life. It means that we stop having the time for our self-care. We stop having the time to spend with family and friends and to cultivate those relationships and interests that matter to us outside of work. And no matter how hard we work or how many hours we put in, there is always going to be more to do. And it's not like we can just find more time. We have a finite amount of time. So it's about how do we use our time effectively? How do we maximize our impact in the time we have so that we have the time and the space and the mental capacity to do other things beyond just our work? And I won't lie, this is a topic I absolutely love talking about. It's the project manager in me who loves a good plan. And today I'm I'm going to take you on that journey of, first of all, why we need to be planning our time out so that we can maximize our productivity and get more done. And I also want to give you a couple of techniques to go away and practice and apply to your own diary and actually see how they work for you. And I want to be clear before we start that being productive and managing our time effectively is a skill. And it's a skill that we learn. So be gentle with yourself. When you start practicing some of these techniques, it might feel cumbersome. It may not work as well as you had hoped straight off the bat. And that's okay, right? We need to develop the skill of applying these techniques. And once you have that skill, it will serve you for the rest of your life. And this is crucial if you want to have a successful and impactful and thriving career, but you also want to have the health and the lifestyle and the relationships outside of work that are also thriving and to really live a well-rounded life that avoids burnout and sees you thriving in all aspects of your life. And I see time and time again that people don't know the fundamentals of how to plan their time, how to get the most out of themselves to deliver the results and the impact that they want and to prioritize the things that matter to them. And as a project manager, a lot of this comes naturally to me, but I appreciate that not everyone is a natural planner. So as I said, really take these ideas on board and start applying them and test them out. Get familiar with them and keep practicing their application until you are well-versed in effectively planning your time so that you can get more done without having to work more. So before we get started, I want you to think about how do you plan out your days? How do you know what to focus on at the start of each day? For many people, they're working from a to-do list and as tasks come up, they just keep adding to that to-do list and slowly working their way through those tasks. But the challenge with the to-do list is as soon as things get done, more things get added on. You need to be discerning what are the most important tasks on your list and is there a necessary order 
for those tasks to be completed in. So it requires us to look strategically at all the things we need to do and think about the right order. And in order for us to really take that big picture strategic view, we need to be engaging our prefrontal cortex. This is the part of our brain that is responsible for executive thinking. It is responsible for problem solving and planning and reasoning and creativity and perseverance. So it's important to understand the importance of planning our actions and our time out because different parts of our brain work in different ways. In order to engage our prefrontal cortex, we need to do it ahead of time. We can't engage that level of thinking, that executive brain in the moment. Because in the moment, our brain automatically steps into our reptilian brain, which is driven by our primal instincts. So this part of our brain will look to do one of three things. It will look to seek pleasure, avoid pain, or conserve energy. And how that shows up in our day-to-day tasks is it will immediately look for the biggest wins. It will look at where do I get the immediate glory by completing this action? Or how do I avoid doing that really horrible task that I need to do because I don't want to, because it won't feel good to do it in the moment, right? So that part of our brain will always be looking for the easiest solution. It will always be looking for those quick wins rather than the necessary or the most impactful tasks. So we need to give ourselves distance between planning what we will do and actually undertaking the tasks because we need our prefrontal cortex to really be thinking about what are the things that need to happen? What are the things of the most impact? What are the things that strategically need to be done first rather than just relying on our moment by moment thinking, which will always tend towards the easiest action or the quickest win or avoiding confrontation because that's what that part of our brain does. So in order to do this, we need to start planning ahead We need to be looking at the outcomes we are trying to achieve and what we need to do in order to achieve them. So I always suggest that people look at their diary a week out and plan their week ahead of time. Now, a week might not be the right time frame for you. You might want to start day by day. But if that's the case, give yourself time the evening before to think about the next day, to plan out your time, to make sure you are achieving what you need to get done rather than what feels easy in the moment. And I'm going to give you two techniques that I want you to apply to your planning. So the first is time boxing. Now, time boxing refers to allocating a maximum amount of time that it takes to complete a task. For example, if you need to put together a report, you need to think about how long will it take me to complete that report. This will be a bit of trial and error to start with. Now, I always suggest give yourself more time to start rather than less and know that that box of time you're giving is the parameter, right? You can't step outside that boundary. So if you say it's going to take you two hours or four hours, the actual amount of time doesn't matter so much as the knowledge that when that timer goes off, when the two hours is up or the four hours is up, that task is now done. This requires us to take real ownership of our time and it requires us to put limitations around activities, And it will take trial and error to get the exact right amount of time for each task. But as I said, start with more time and you can scale it back as you go. We also need to be mindful that if we give ourselves more time, we will always take more time. So get intentional about how much time you want to allocate to this activity and then put that box around it. So say it's going to take me two hours to do that activity. And at the end of the two hours, time is up. 
Now, our brains want to perfect things. And the truth is when you have a time box, you will often end up with something that isn't perfect. You might end up with B minus work. But you need to train yourself that that is okay. So often we spend time perfecting and tweaking and refining things, but the substance doesn't change. So just be focused on ensuring the substance is there and that refinement piece, if you don't get to do it, that's okay. You want to spend your time making sure the core message or the core activities are completed. And as you get better at planning your time and allocating time, you'll have more time for the refinement as well. It really is about making sure you get done what you say you're going to get done within that time frame. And doing this requires us to trust ourselves. It requires us to have our own back that we can do this task. It holds us accountable to ourselves and stops things from spilling over and eating up more time than they should. I hope you've been enjoying the episode. I wanted to take a moment to let you know about my free career confidence masterclass. This is for ambitious career orientated women who are ready to stop playing small and to confidently create a career you love. Head over to my website, beautifuldisruptions.com for more info. Now let's get back to the episode. So time boxing, it's something, as I said, really want to practice this. Now, the other element is time blocking. Time blocking is actually looking at your day or your week and allocating time for different activities. This is how we put all those time boxes together. Now, the concept of time blocking is that actually there should be no white space in your diary. Every time should be allocated to an activity. Now, activities will range from specific work tasks like completing a report or doing a training, but it will also include things that impact other areas of your life. It will have the times you work out in there, right? Your gym classes. It will have time to put the kids to bed. It will have your commute time. It will have time for you to sit down and watch Netflix or scroll your phone. You actually start to build in all the elements of your life, all the activities you want to do or you need to do everything gets put into your diary so that there is no white space. Now, people resist this idea so much. We think that by having a fully blocked out diary, we have no free time. But the reality couldn't be farther from the truth because when we actually start to take ownership of our diaries, we can put in the time for relaxation. We can put in the time for self-care. We can make sure all of the essentials are covered in our day and covered in our week so that we get everything done and we can make sure that our, how we spend our time is reflective of the life that we want to live and reflective of the values we have. Because so often I see people who say, you know, my family, my relationships are my number one priority. But when you sit down and you look at their diary, they are working all the time. There is no time to cultivate relationships, to spend with their children or to spend with their family or friends. They are workaholics. And that can feel virtuous in the moment, but the truth is you are neglecting a crucial part of who you are and a crucial part of what matters to you and makes you the person you are. And when we neglect any area of our lives, when we are not showing up as a well-rounded person to work, when we are not caring for ourselves and caring for our emotional needs, we are not as effective at our job as we can be. That's a simple fact. So we need to take this broader view of what we want our lives to look like. We need to plan our downtime. We need to plan for 
the things that are important to us so that we can achieve more when we do show up to work. So we can be focused on the important tasks, the necessary things, instead of the busy work that, quite frankly, is easier to get done, but has less importance or often no importance. And we need to start challenging our own thinking on this. We need to realise that our brain is naturally drawn to the easier tasks and that it will always put off the difficult work. And that difficult work is the impactful stuff. It will always do that unless we actually take control of the situation and take full ownership and full accountability and we actively make decisions that allow us to focus on the things that really matter the things that will get results, the things that we know we should be focused on. So we have to train ourselves to do that. And we have to give ourselves effective frameworks that allow us to show up and deliver results consistently at work, but also show up in all those other areas of our lives that matter. And again, we all need to be taking care of ourselves because we are our most valuable asset, right? If you're sleep deprived, if you're not getting enough fresh air or nutrients or exercise or movement, you are not operating at your highest level and you run the risk of burnout. You run the risk of loneliness and isolation. And ultimately, if you deplete yourself enough, you become less effective. So we need to start thinking of ourselves as machines and we need to start thinking about how we maximize ourselves as a resource so we can show up and do the important, impactful work without spending longer at our desks, without wasting time thinking about what we need to do next. And without jeopardizing the things that are important to us. So I would really love you to take these ideas away, practice time boxing and then time blocking. And remember with time blocking, the key to it is to have no white space in your diary. It's fine to have time to chill out and do nothing, to go for a run, to do anything that matters to you, sit and read a gossip magazine. I don't care, right? But the thing is, is you just give yourself time in your calendar to do that. And you become the boss of your time. You show up and you trust yourself to show up and do the activity that you have nominated for that time. Now, this is not a foolproof method, right? There will be days and weeks where you completely go off course. That happens to all of us. The key to this is allowing ourselves to then reflect on what worked, what didn't, and what would we do differently. And this really is a crucial part of this planning process. So give yourself 15 minutes or half an hour each week to look at your diary and evaluate the process and the system that you put in place. Look at what activities spill outside their time box right? Where did you nominate two hours to write a report, but actually spent four? Make a note of it and then challenge yourself. What was the reason it took longer? Was it that you didn't have the information you needed? Maybe that you were filling in parts of a report that someone else should have been completing and you were picking up the shortfall. In which case, you need to put an activity in your diary that says, follow up people to make sure that they are putting in the inputs they need to. It could be that it actually just took you longer to write it than you thought it would. In which case, next time, perhaps you need to allocate four hours rather than two hours. Maybe you just misjudged it. Or maybe you found yourself revising it and tweaking it and modifying it and trying to make it perfect. In which case, think about was that the best use of your time? And when we do this for each activity, we start to gather useful information so that for the next day or week that you're planning out, you have this knowledge. You are improving your planning process for the next week. And you are developing the skills that you need in order to become a really effective planner and to be someone that shows up and does what they say they will do when they will do it. And this is the other part of the reflection. Look at your time block. Did you do all the activities you said you would do? 
when you said you would do them. And get honest with yourself. What happened? Why didn't you do that? Was it that something else came in that was urgent and veered you off course? Was it that you got a better offer that was more exciting or more fun in that moment? Was it that you just didn't feel like doing it? Understanding your own natural preferences and your own behaviours and modifying things accordingly will be what allows you to plan your time effectively and get the right things done in less time. I want you to take these things away and test them out and try them for yourself and really start to use your prefrontal cortex to do your most impactful work and make sure that you are creating a career and a lifestyle that are aligned with your values and the person you want to be so you have a sustainable lifestyle and a thriving career where you are having the impact that you want to have. Okay, my beautifuls, go away, test this out. Come and connect with me on LinkedIn and tell me how you are going. Let me know what your struggles are or what your wins are, right? And keep asking yourself these questions. What worked? What didn't work? What would I do differently? And then apply that knowledge to your next day's plan or your next week's plan and keep building the skill of becoming an effective planner. Have a beautiful day. I will see you next time. Thanks for joining me on the Building Up Women in Property podcast. If you're listening on Apple Podcast or Spotify, I'd love for you to take a moment and review the show if you found it helpful or share it with a few friends. Thanks again. Have a beautiful day and I'll see you next time.